I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Uh, happy New Year. It's 2020. Gosh, not only a new year, but a new decade. Wow. Here we go. All right, I've got a really fun topic to discuss that I think will get you thinking. Maybe even really thinking. Plus, we have our non-spoilery review of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. By the way, we will have a full spoilery discussion as a separate episode that will be coming out Monday. Yes, in just a few days, we'll go all all in big time with Star Wars. So this is just a quick non-spoilery review for those of you who have not seen it. Should you see it or not? What do you think? And we've got to talk about The Witcher, Lost in Space, Season 2. And of course, we'll share some things we're nerding out on and give you our final thoughts on the rest of Season 1 of The Mandalorian. Let's rock it! Hello! Hello! Happy New Year, Brian! Happy New Year! Welcome to 2020. Da, da. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man. Glad to be back. You know, it's funny. I was going to take two weeks off for us, but I don't think we can stay away. And and I know people are like, no, no more than I one. I was getting a little itchy, but yeah, it's, you know, it was, it was okay to take a week off. That's fine, especially around nice. the holidays, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it's good to take a break once in a while, but I did spend, you know, a couple of days crying in fetal position, sucking my thumb. <laughs> I only spent a couple hours doing that. Oh, okay, good. All good. All good. That's good. Yeah. But hey, we're back and welcome to 2020. Indeed. Welcome. It's, it's another year, Brian. It's another, another day and another year year in paradise. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Seriously. Thanks for listening. And thank you for joining us on our new decade of the real Brian show. It's crazy. I can't wait. I can't wait till 2030 when we can say the same thing. Oh, I know. Like another decade of the real Brian show. We're going to keep going. People are going to be I like, might. yeah, right. Nope, we're still going. My voice might be a little more wavery by then or something like that, you know, because I'll be pushing my mid-50s, but... Uh, Just got to take care of yourself. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be fine. You know what's funny is I'm thinking, like, this is a new decade. It's 2020. And then I had this, like, weird memory of, oh, my gosh, you remember Y2K and, you know, New Year's Eve. Everybody's <laughs> freaking out. The world's going to end and everybody else stocking up on food and water and, you know, generators and batteries because they all thought the whole world was going to shut down. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. And I, for whatever reason, just had that random memory. And then I, and then the next thing I was like, that was 20 years ago. Holy crap. What is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I got to thinking some of the CSU basketball players that, you know, we go and watch were born in 2000. And I just yeah. thought, wow, some of these people have never experienced the terror <laughs> that was Y2K. Oh, uh, it doesn't remember, make me you know, feel old, though. It just makes me feel like, no. huh, wow, <laughs> so weird. Weird, yeah. It's, 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 it's just weird is, is the word for it, honestly. I mean, yeah. as you get older, it's just like looking back, you're like, huh, it doesn't feel like 20 years ago. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It <laughs> and yet, feels like it and yet when you stop and think about it, it's like, yeah, it kind of does feel like 20 years ago. So it's just yeah. perception such a weird thing when it comes to time. I saw this so. thing on Facebook that was hilarious and they it was like it was back in I think it was November when it was posted but it was saying 60 days until the 20s and then it showed a picture of it looked like flapper flapper girls uh-huh. from the 1920s yeah. and it said the roaring 20s and I thought dude we're in the 20s again <laughs> I know so isn't that weird, weird? <laughs> yeah wow so yeah back to the 20s man just wow that's crazy yeah it is what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, whatever. I'm glad to be back. Exciting to be back. And as we are now in 2020, this is your chance. Now that we have 2020 vision, all of us, we have that hindsight 2020. This whole year is going to be the year of like, duh. <laughs> it's <laughs> Hello. Is it's it? hindsight and vision 2020. <laughs> duh. This is your chance to chime in on where you'd like to see the real Brian show go. I may and I may not listen to your suggestions. I just want you to know, I'm going to be very honest that you may have a great suggestion that it's like that. That's good. We're going there and others may not be so good and I just may not listen, but I will appreciate every single one of them. How candid of you. Well, Hey, I'm in charge, man. I got to do what I got to do, but no, I really, really do appreciate any thoughts, comments, even criticisms. Be honest. 
anything that you have. Love to hear some suggestions and things that you would like to hear here on the Real Brian Show. Moving into 2020, let's make this year a great year for not only the Real Brian Show, but for you. What's the benefit that you're getting from the show? What would you like to take away? How can we better your life? Other than, you know, $100 billion because uh, I can't give that away yet. But in the he's meantime, got it stored away. Yeah, for a rainy if you day. Sell all this, if you sell your studio space, you might come close. Well, that's true. My gosh. Yeah. You know, this studio but, now with the cavernous, as big as this place is, <laughs> is probably worth $16 billion in a dream. Anyway, uh, I'm going <laughs> to... At, le- at least five. At least five. <laughs> five billion? Uh, I'm thinking it's maybe worth like a hundred bucks, but hey, we'll, we'll go for it from there. <laughs> Uh, don't tell anybody yeah but seriously we'd love to hear go to trb at realbrianshow.com if you want to email me or catch me on social media or whatever but seriously there is honestly there is no such thing as a bad or a dumb suggestion only bad or dumb people that make suggestions no that's terrible that's horrible Really? There's oh, no I thought that thing. was just obvious. So. Oh, oh, yeah, that is. Sorry. <laughs> I really do want to hear those. So, yeah, let us know and we can implement things as we go forward. We're ready to ready to hear your thoughts. So, hope you all had a great Christmas and New Year's, by the way. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. All those good things. And, by the way, the, the sun is... Did you notice? It's funny, like around 4.30, it was getting dark. And I've noticed that 4.30... It's actually, it's getting light now. Yeah. It's amazing how that. quickly the solstice it's happening. is so weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing how dark <laughs> it gets so fast, but then how quickly it lightens up within like a week or two. Yeah. And then it kind of gradually goes from there, but it is really an interesting phenomenon to observe, but yay, I'm excited. It's all uphill. How was your Christmas? Well, my Christmas is still ongoing. We still have a couple of, believe it, you know, oh, th- nice. that's the new paradigm, right? Where when we were kids, people used to just, everyone got together on Christmas Eve and Christmas, right? Yep. But you did. Now it's like some people get together a couple weeks before. Some people get together after New Year's. It's just because everyone's schedules are so crazy now. So we're still doing Christmas up until I think this coming weekend. Wow. Um, Yeah. But I did spend my area around Christmas with a new addiction. Oh, okay. And you're never going to believe this because, okay, most people, listeners probably don't know this, but I've always been kind of a, a hater on the Grand Theft Auto series of games. Yeah, I understand. Because... And for for obvious reasons, right? I mean, if if you've never played it, it looks just like it's like a it's a murder it's a murder fest. simulator yeah. essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, so a friend of mine in Fort Collins when I was visiting there a few weeks ago was going on about the game. So, oh, you should really try it. You get to do this and this and this, and it's really well written and yada yada yada. I was like, uh, maybe we'll see. Well, when I got home, it was on sale for like ten bucks on Rockstar, you know, Rockstar's website or, or yeah, their, yeah bucks, their, well. their their gaming portal. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll spend 10 bucks to see what all the hype's about. Well, so I did. And let me tell you, real Brian, Uh-oh. that is a very good game. Because of story it's, or what? It's because of the story, because mm-hmm. of the dialogue, the, intera- the character interactions. It's hilarious. I've never laughed so much playing a video game in my life. Wait, wait. Uh, but do you have to murder people? You know, because some of those quests no. are like, you get, oh, you don't. But you do you, you have to you do have to kill a lot of people in your quests for the, the like whether it's uh gangbangers or like the mafia or okay the bad guys uh, so, uh, often and often to be perfectly fair you you do have to kill a lot of cops oh which I don't hmm. which I do have a problem with oh uh, yeah that, for sure but it's all part of the game and it's all very it's all very the whole game's very tongue in cheek sure. and lots of satire lots of detailed satire. Uh, sorry, sapphire, sapphire, yeah. yeah, sapphire satire, Brian. Lots uh, of sapphires everywhere. There's just of, shiny blue. <laughs> the game is dripping with satire, uh, cultural satire, and and it's so much fun. Just how much detail they go into with like the radio stations you can listen to, and the they have Kenny Loggins yeah. as one of the radio DJs on a, on nice. one of the stations and nice. stuff. So anyway, just it's just a lot of fun. It's really well written. I huh. I've done 180 degrees on the on the game. You don't have to go around running people over and and killing people you can it's you are allowed to do that in the game but i mean it's a sand it's what they call a sandbox mm-hmm. but that's not what i do in the game and so that's good i've just i've just really <laughs> done a 180 on my opinion of the series because of that game and i'm looking forward to grand theft, grand theft auto 6 interesting you which know which is like a year or two out so i never played them but we played the uh, saints row games well we played three yeah. and four and i think saints row 2 was you know i, I have it 
and I turned it on. And I think played the first 15 minutes and I was like, this is a little too serious and a little too much like the original Grand Theft Auto games from what I heard anyway. Again, I never played them, but Grand, yeah. uh, you know, Saints Row 3 was just completely ridiculous. Like had no, it was the same kind of thing. It was pure satire, you know, unrealistic, dumb game. You know, you didn't have to do anything stupid or whatever. I mean, one of the guys in the game spoke through auto tune. That's the like the only way he spoke was auto tune. <laughs> That's funny. And and then you know and in, in it's ridiculous. There's a lot of really crazy things that happen. And then in Saints Row Four, like you get superpowers and you go into like a Matrix type thing. And I'm not going to give anything away, but huh. it's just like what? <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So I liked those games, and it sounds like Grand Theft Auto Five is more like that. Yeah, more it, like that. Because I don't think it used to be like that. I think it used to be pretty serious. Yeah, I don't know. I never even touched yeah, any of the I don't previous games, so I'm not sure. But five is definitely it's it's a it's an impressive gaming feat. Let's put it that way. Interesting. You know, it's nice when they when any game for that matter can pull you into a game to make it feel you know realistic. Hopefully, you don't you know cross real life with that you know too much. But you know what I mean. Like it's right. realistic. I'm drawn in. I have like skin in the game sort of thing. And there, I I don't think a lot of games do that as much anymore. I feel like a lot of games you get in and you're just like, Oh, that's nice. And you're just kind of playing and going through the motions, but very few games anymore really draw you in. Yeah, this one does. And the last thing I'm going to say about it is that to be honest, whenever I hear police sirens in real life now, part of me thinks I did it. (laughs) Cause the cop cop sirens, whenever you hear cop sirens in that game, it's like, Oh crap, I got to get away from the cops because I just did something wrong. And so you're That's running from so the cops. And, and the car chases are phenomenal. And and uh, and so now when I hear cop sirens, I'm like, oh, that was I me. I must have done something wrong. Oh my God. So, well, very interesting. Obviously, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Glad you had a good Christmas and, you know, good that you got a chance to try that out and have some fun. So, booyah. Yeah. You know, it's funny Bam. that what is today, the third already? Gosh, January's flying already. Uh, anyway. You know, if you look at the 12 days of Christmas, like the song that is, it mm-hmm. starts on December 25th, which means it ends on January 6th. So technically, if you really want to get technical based on an old, you know, 12 days of Christmas song, you can celebrate all the way to the 6th and there's nothing wrong with that. Keep your lights Honestly, on. Honestly, <laughs> the only real good 12 days of Christmas song was the Bob and Doug McKenzie 12 days of Christmas song. Oh, I remember that one. Was that like... yeah. Uh, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave my to true me love gave to me a beer. A beer. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> you know what though? Have you heard Bob Rivers' "The Twelve Pains of Christmas"? No, that's funny. Check that one out if you get a chance. And then uh, was it Straight No Chaser? I think that did that Twelve Days of Christmas, and like it was all in the theme of different songs. Oh, interesting. It was really, really well done and super crazy. So yeah, check those those three versions out if you get a chance. Well, you've already know the first one, but throwing that out yeah all right well we've got a lot to discuss when I'm like, well, i mean one of the things you do when you're off and of course when they just keep releasing stuff all at the freaking same time oh man we've got to discuss the witcher on mm-hmm. netflix as well as lost in space season two i just started that so i've only got a quick brief commentary on that and that's it mandalorian wrapped season one we'll talk about you know our thoughts on the rest of the season and then of mm-hmm. course star wars rise of skywalker which we'll get into but again we're going to be non-spoilery We're going to be brief because I know not everyone's seen it. And yes, we will do a separate episode. It will come out on Monday where, in fact, uh, Kryptonite wants to join us. We're going to get full spoilery. We're going to go into depth. We're going to give our full on opinions of it on Monday's episode. And it'll just be a quick, you know, only talk about Rise of Skywalker on Monday's episode. So make sure to check that out if you've seen it because I want to hear your thoughts on it as well. But before we get into all those crazy reviews, I do think this ties in with seeing star Wars, for example. In fact, this thing basically was, uh, inspired by two events that happened. One was of course, seeing star Wars and hearing everybody's opinions. I was actually surprised at the diversity of opinion that I heard from star Wars. So that's one thing that, uh, inspired this. And then another thing that inspired us was Christmas Eve service. And, you know, just being there and then hearing not at the service, but around Christmas, just hearing comments from people about you know christmas and religion in general and politics and everybody's you know talking about something right now and then of course everybody was talking about their opinions of star wars so it was like i'm convinced that each of us goes into any situation whether it's religion politics going to see star wars watching the mandalorian anything right we go into these situations with a preconceived notion 
we've already made our mind up. We've made a decision about it based on whatever limited knowledge we may have. We may say to ourselves, we're going in with an open mind, but I'm convinced that no matter how much we say that we've already made our mind up when we go into the situation before it even happens. When I went to go see star Wars, we had a fun day, by the way, you were out here. We were hanging out. We went and did an awesome escape room, which was great mm-hmm. and went to dinner and, you know, it was just a really fun time. And I remember because I had seen some really, really scathing reviews of episode nine, you know, like yeah, for the which, people that which surprised me. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm not going to listen to that. You know what I'm going to do is I'm making my mind up right now to not care. I don't care if JJ fixes this trilogy that Disney did or not. I'm just going to go in and I'm going to have a really good time. And that was it. I'll explain what I thought later. So stay tuned for that. But I feel like we do this with anything, you know? And the other thing was, like I said, I was sitting there at Christmas Eve service and it's just interesting. You know, you're hearing the message. You're seeing all the stuff you're, you know, you're singing Christmas carols and, There are people that, you know, come to Christmas Eve services that don't go to church normally. There are people that, you know, go normally and regularly and believe. And there are others that don't want to have anything to do with Christmas or anything like that. You know, so there's people from all walks of life when it comes to that, all walks of beliefs. In fact, I had just heard someone speak. It was from a business standpoint, but they had said some things, you know, about Christianity. And I I believe in that, by the way, that's that's my faith. I'm a Christian. But I had heard some things said about Christianity and some people really have a hard time swallowing the belief of Christianity, right? What this guy said, I thought that's like so much harder to wrap my head around than believing in Christianity. Like that's, that's how it, almost crazy it sounded, but I wasn't offended or anything. It was just more of like, okay, that's what he believes and that's fine. And I, the more I thought about this, I was just like, how does he believe that? Not like I'm judging him, more of of me nerding out. I love nerding out on the human psyche. Why do we do what we do? Why do we think what we think? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's more of like, how does one believe something like that? And then, you know, I'm in the yeah. Christmas Eve service and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, well, this person, you know, I'm thinking of what that guy said. And I thought he would never, he'd be sitting here at this Christmas Eve service, just like ripping it apart, saying, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. Well, he, which you wouldn't have gone. Well, exactly. And then I thought, well, okay, how does a, how does a person like me believe in this? I had this weird thought. You can sit there and you can try to learn as much as you can about anything. You can sit there and you can try to educate yourself on anything. And honestly, none of us are really ever going to know everything. It's just impossible, right? Whether it's everything about Star Wars, whether it's everything about our personal faith, whatever it is, right? I mean, again, you fill in the blank. I'm sitting there going, sometimes, this is my thought, sometimes you just need to step back, just believe, just have faith, just relax, and just don't worry about knowing everything. Because everybody wants to know everything and they want to try to prove it right or wrong all the time. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you just don't need to do that. But then again, it's the same thing with Star Wars. Do I need JJ to make all of my dreams come true with Star Wars and make it better than Empire Strikes Back? Yes. Or not. Or do I just need to relax and say, (laughs) I'm just going to enjoy and have fun. I'm going to take a step back. Politics. I'm not going to go into politics because I know how heated that is right now. But, you know, there's haters. There's lovers. Can we all take a step back and just say, okay, what's going right? Let's focus on what's going right. If there's something we can do about it, then let's do it. And if not, then let's just take a step back and maybe we don't need to learn everything and know everything, you know, or like the same thing with gossip. Do we really need to know everything that's going on with that person's life that we're, you know, making fun of and stuff? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to take a step back. Why do we believe this? Why, how can we believe this? Or, why do some love Star Wars and why do some hate Star Wars and how do we get to this point? Why are we so dogmatic and angry about our opinions? Here's my point. Anything that we go into, if we've already made up a decision, if we are, we've already made our mind up and we've already made a decision on this, then I truly believe this is a bold statement here. Then we're going to get exactly what we predicted. Hmm. So that is a bold statement. Yeah. So let's, let's take a lot of things here. Let's take our health. If we say, Oh my gosh, I was just exposed to someone who is sick. Oh, I know I'm going to get sick. How many times does that actually happen? How many times do you actually get sick? Yeah. Most people that make up their mind that's saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick. I would say like in every situation that I've at least observed, I have no data, but every situation I've observed, they've all gotten sick Hmm. because they said they're going to get sick. They predicted it. They mentally manifested it 
before it actually even happened. And of course, there are a lot of quotes and documented scientific proof about as a person thinks they will become that. I'm just curious that if we predict something in our minds, won't it already be manifested before it actually happens? And then it you know comes true, basically. Sometimes. Yes. Not all the time. Are you sure about that? I am positive of that because just basic knowledge of statistics will tell you that I'm a big believer in the in the psychological phenomenon that is manifestation like you just described, right? Yeah. But I guarantee there are situations out there where somebody is convinced they're going to get sick because their spouse is sick or their kids are sick or whatever, and they somehow dodge the illness. It will happen. It does happen. I promise you that. I can make myself sick if I really want to. And just because I believe it, like my body kind of just follows suit. I I know I can do it. In fact, I know a lot. In fact, they've even said, doctors have said that over, and I don't know exactly what the number is, but I know it was an 80%. They said something that it was an 80 something percent of people that go to the doctor Uh aren't really sick. They're manifesting it or they're stressed. It's like 80 something percent. I believe that in a heartbeat. But that's what I'm saying. Like (laughs) we're mentally projecting it and it's coming true in our bodies. That's where we come to the crux of the discussion is, can you overcome your preconceptions about something? Yeah. See, and that's a really good question. That's what we're, that's really the, where the discussion's at. Can you overcome preconceptions? Yeah. And my position with, you know, my uneducated position, by the way, you know, nobody is immune to this effect. If you have a preconception about something, whether it's a movie or a person or whatever, that is going to affect your attitude going in. Now, that doesn't mean that now, depending on the person, they may or may not be more easily swayed from that attitude once they experience that thing. Mm-hmm. For example, with Star Wars, every single Star Wars movie I go to, I want to like it, right? I go in and, and you can you just have to take my word for that. And, and I know that you're going you're gonna to take it with a grain of salt, given my attitude towards episode seven and eight. Mm-hmm. But Every time I went into them, I, I was like, okay, come on, come on, guys, make me happy. In seven and eight, they did not. Nine, it was not as bad, and we'll get into that. Could I have overcome my preconceptions towards J.J. Abrams, for example, who has a movie-making style that rubs me the wrong way? So knowing that about him, how can I overcome that preconception? If you have a preconception about something I don't know if it's, uh, I, I think it totally, you know, you know me, Mr. Gray area, right? Yeah. It depends on the person whether they can overcome it or not. Well, I believe so. everyone can overcome it, but I believe that anyone, no matter who you are, every single person on this planet is going to find something to prove their point, whatever it may be. Even with you going into Star Wars, you even mm-hmm. said it yourself. You're like, make me happy. But in the back of your mind, you didn't think they could do it. Yeah, in the back of my mind, I didn't. It's not that I didn't think they could do it. I know they can do it. I know we didn't they expect can do them it to because I've seen them do it before. Sure, but I was not expecting them to do it. You're absolutely correct. What do they say? Never talk about religion and politics on the show. And again, we're not we're not debating, not really. <laughs> and we're not telling you one way or the other. I'm just using it as an example that religion and politics. In fact, having a conversation with somebody saying that politics had literally divided her family, and I'm like, okay, now. One, that's incredibly sad. And on the other hand, it's like, seriously? (laughs) I have personal experience with that. The politics right now has divided my family, although we still more or less get along. But there are some very polarized factions within my own family. Totally. Even in in my wife's family, too. Yeah, mine, too. Where they just did not exist. And so, yeah, things are extraordinarily polarized right now with, with politics, especially. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. But I'm saying so, it shouldn't divide families. Like a topic like that yeah, no, should never divide families. And it's, it's absolutely right. ridiculous that we've gone that far I that agree. it has. And thankfully, it hasn't divided our family. What I believe as a Christian, we are told to love everyone, period. So, yeah, you are. Aren't you? <laughs> if I'm divided over this, then it is my fault. Hundred percent. I'm being the yeah. dick. I'm sorry. I'm saying that on the show. <laughs> if I don't love everyone, then I'm the dick. And you know what? I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like there are people that am I commanded to love everybody? Yes. Do I always love everybody? No. Of course not. But I do usually correct myself and say, okay, this is horrible. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to have Good. a bad attitude towards this person. I'm not supposed to hate them. It may take me a while. I may, you know, have some frustration, but I never stop 
attempting to love, value, and respect every person that I come across. I never stop trying for that. That's one way that you unleash your superheroes, just that mindset by itself. And that's, that's a good mindset to have. So yeah. back to your question, how do we overcome these preconceived notions? How do we overcome the decisions that we've already made? One thing I think we can do just based on trying it, take Star Wars, something super simple as watching a movie or a TV show and just saying, hey, I don't have any decision about it. I don't need them to make me happy. I just want to go in and enjoy myself. I'm choosing a positive mindset. I expect that I will have fun. And that's it. So it's an attitude, an attitude of approach, really. Maybe that's the best way to to try to overcome your preconceptions is an attitude of approach. Exactly. Go into it with a good attitude. Try to find good things about it, even as you're watching it, which is what I did. You ha- I think you stand a better chance of overcoming those preconceptions. Otherwise, I think you're just set on that track. You're, you're setting on, yourself you're like a train. Up for you're like a train on a track. Yeah. And the track is just going one way. Yep. And uh, rather than being a, a dune buggy in the middle of the Mojave. <laughs> open, so, yeah, open world. <laughs> like I always say, an attitude is just a big factor in that, I think. so. You know, it's funny because I, I love mindset and I did a lot of mindset on ProfitCast. And I used to get, you know, people, I mean, obviously I had listeners that loved the mindset, but I used to get people that would criticize and say, you know, I don't care about mindset. Just give me the nuts and bolts. Now I'm hearing but, from some really, really incredibly successful entrepreneurs that have their own shows now. And we're talking like people that are making, you know, easily mid six figures a year. Some are making in the millions a year. And every one of them, every one of them say mindset is so much more important than the nuts and bolts. No matter mm-hmm. what mindset will direct your life one way or the other. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm heeding that advice and saying, dude, OK, you're right. Like mindset, it, it is like I feel like it's what do they say? 80 percent mindset and 20 percent circumstances. I feel like it's more 90, 10, man. Mm. I mean, really, sure. because circumstances are going to happen whether we like it or not, good or bad. It's just going to be the it's just the way it is. How we react to those circumstances will define our quality of life. Yeah. Granted, there are people that are in deep, deep pain and suffering, and I, I can't even imagine that. I don't want to imagine it. And they're born into it. yeah. And I can't imagine how hard it would be to overcome that with mindset. So, you know, I'm saying this from a place of that, even though I've had my share of incredible pain and suffering, I still don't even know what probably half the world deals with. Good I'm just saying this statement, having the correct thinking, what you just said, Captain Influence about attitude, so important. And so the more that we can choose a healthy attitude towards anything, when we go into yeah. something, Going to see somebody, well, of course, the holidays are, are over now, but you know, you know, you were going to see a family member and you're dreading it because, oh my gosh, they have different beliefs or they hate this. And you're just like, your defenses are already up before you've even walked in the door. Like, don't do that. Right. You know, go in with an open mind and just saying, well, that's hard to do. I understand. But just go in and say, right. you know what? I'm not going to be defensive. I'm going to love this person. I'm just going to go in and we're going to have a good time. And if they go down a path, politely say, you know what? This never gets us to a positive spot. So let's just not even go there this time. Let's just yeah. talk about and- other things. Take the high road and have a good attitude about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the last thing that I'll say. And again, this is a friend of mine talks about this all the time. And I love this too. And this is something that, you know, people do tell me they love about the real Brian show is that it's positive and we try to bring positive. There, there's the real aspect. It is the real Brian show, right? But positivity is so, so, so important to me. And this is hard to do because the world around us is so negative at times. Yeah, it is. It's overwhelming, overwhelmingly negative. If you yeah. let it. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on that, which is good, positive, healthy, joyful, whatever you pick, right? Focus on those things as much as you possibly can do a Liz thing. By the way, if you have never listened to that episode, do a Liz thing. This is my do late Christmas present. Yeah. Late Christmas present. Go back and listen to that episode. Episode 68, if you've never heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Make it like your mantra. I'm serious. Like if you start taking that attitude on, if you start looking for positive things and focusing on that more, it will become a habit and the negativity will, you'll be surprised. The negativity will start to just kind of fade away. It might still be there. It won't overwhelm you as much. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll just become happier and you'll start to see things with more joy. Look at the green butterfly. Does she ever approach anything with a negative attitude? Not, not that we know not of. Not that I know of. She's just <laughs> always so joyful. Every time. It's like everything is wonderful. 
why shouldn't everything just be wonderful? I mean, good things, of course, not bad things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, mowing down innocent pedestrians in Grand Theft Auto should not be a wonderful thing. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Although no, really a lot of though. people do have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, I uh, guess. So. But you know what I mean? Like, why shouldn't <laughs> we approach everything with wonder and awe and joy and excitement? Oh, anyway, that I think is how you can change your mindset and your attitude to hopefully overcome your preconceptions. There you by, go. Let's hope through attitude and and mindset. I love it. Do it. Tell us how it works. Okay, now, since I've brought up, we've both brought up Star Wars so much in that last discussion, why don't we give our quick non-spoilery thoughts on Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and then we'll go into a full-on spoilery episode on Monday. So, Captain, start us. I'll be brief, because I want to save a lot of my notes for the spoilery discussion with, with Kryptonite. So, obviously, like I say, I went into the movie wanting to like it. I knew J.J. Abrams was the director. I knew that he's rubbed me the wrong way recently a lot. So I, I certainly had a preconception going on there. It could unavoidable, right? Mm-hmm. For me, in general, I thought it was a lot better than episode seven and eight. because And the reason I liked it better is because episode nine really did a decent job of tying everything together. They And it was, it was one of the few decent, I mean, besides Empire, it was one of the few non-campy, decent endings to yeah. a star Wars movie. True. I mean, it was, a, it was a really, I mean, it was a really good ending for, for what it was. So out of a scale of one to 10, uh, based on star Wars movies, it was probably like a six or a seven for me, but it was definitely over a five. Uh, whereas, you know, episode seven and eight for me were very much under a, a level of five. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I it, you could tell JJ made this movie based on, you know, how, he does do a lot of exaggerated plot and action. That's just his thing. And that's what Disney hired him for, apparently. I thought that in spite of that, he didn't overdo it, except in a couple places, too much. And so, yeah, I, I thought it was it was well worth seeing. Let's put it that way. Okay. I really enjoyed it. And again, I explained, you know, I went in how I went in earlier. So I think my expectations in that sense were exceeded because, again, I wasn't expecting it to be amazing by any means, but I had a really good time. For the Disney trilogy, to me, this was, you know, far better than seven and eight. And I, I liked seven. I didn't mind it like you did. And of course, I, I thought eight was a hot mess, but <laughs> whatever, right? But, you know, there were things about eight that I enjoyed and, you know, it's fine. But to me, nine was like, okay, here's what JJ started. I think there were some problems with where it was going in seven as far as from a story then I think when Ryan Johnson took over eight, he decimated some things in the story. And so that said, I think that JJ did a pretty decent job trying to fix some of the mess that had happened and, end on at least the best note possible. Most of the people that I know either liked it or thought it was decent or okay. Very few people that I know hated it. Although there are a lot of haters out there and I don't get it. I don't understand why they hated it so much. Even when they give the reasons, I'm just kind of like, I didn't really see that. Like it was there, but I didn't see it in that perspective, if that makes sense. So, you know, I think most of you are going to either like it or think it's decent. Yeah. Just go see for yourself. Don't listen to all the reviews. A lot of people are like, well, I've heard it's terrible. What do you think? I'm like, don't read that. Just don't even listen to them. Just go and have a good time. Just, Again, don't have a preconceived notion. But listen to our review. Because well, we know. You want to listen to our review. Yeah. yeah. The soundtrack was phenomenal, by the way. John yes, Williams did an amazing was. job. Holy cow. Yep. Go see it. Let us know what you think. And again, on Monday, the, yes, this upcoming Monday, Kryptonite's joining us. We're going to do a full spoilery review of this. We'll talk details. We'll talk about some of the story. There's some things in there that I actually thought was really cool from a story perspective that I think a lot of people actually missed. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that on Monday, but that'll be fun. A couple of other quick things we wanted to go through Witcher lost in space season two and the wrap up to Mandalorian. Let's do that. Captain influence. Tell me about the Witcher. So I like the witch. I, I'm not familiar with the Witcher, believe it or not, as a gamer. I'm not, I've never played any of the Witcher games. I, I, I started playing Witcher 2 and everybody's like, no, you don't want to play Witcher 2. Witcher 3 is what you want to play. But I never, uh, Witcher 2 kind of disappointed me. I, I only got like 30 minutes into it. I was like, ah, I don't want to play this anymore. So, and then I never picked up three. So I'm not familiar with, I don't know the lore. I don't know the characters, anything like that. So that being said, going into this as more or less a, a, a Witcher virgin, if you will, I'm only, oh, yeah. I'm only four episodes in. I'm only four episodes in, but I thought so far it's really well done. 
Yeah. The series seems to be going episodic like Mandalorian did, but with way better acting. So I'm good with it so far. Hey, really uh, quick I, on the episodic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I get, I'm, I'm about, I think I'm on episode three or four. Actually, I can't, I think I'm on four too. I have heard that it actually does all tie together and wrap. So it's not as episodic as we might think. You're it right. Is. But you're right. You're and, right. In the beginning, right. it seems like it. It's sort of a mix of episodic, but at the same time, you can't jump into episode four and have any idea what's going on. Correct. So you do have to see it, like, like, which is, the again, the paradigm we're all used to over the last couple decades with, with shows like this, is to have a continuation of a story from episode one to episode whatever. Mm-hmm. And through the seasons, in fact, that's what we expect now out of these shows, which is why Mandalorian stumbled so bad in the middle of its season. Sure. But uh, for me... I felt like the actors in this show were almost overdoing it, like they're seniors in theater school, which is the exact opposite of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just, in general, very happy with it. And it's got a, it seems to have a rich lore to it. Good acting, very visually stunning. Henry Cavill's back. It's good to see him back again. I haven't seen him since uh, Man of Steel. Yeah. So he, he plays a pretty good Witcher. They, they, they struggle a little bit with the, uh, the contact lenses. <laughs> <laughs> like when, oh, when yeah. they show because his eyes his eyes are colored different in the witcher than in real life and so they and, and when they have a direct light shining on his face which happens a lot in the series this really one of my only problems with it is is that you could it's like wow they should have they could have done the eyes a little bit better yeah. or you know have a an array of contacts where you know like if it's dark the pupil's bigger and the and if it's bright the pupil's smaller they sure. just kind of screwed up a little bit in that so anyway yeah. But it's really good. I highly recommend it. So I was I was realizing that I'm actually in the middle of episode three. So that's uh, okay. Yeah, I, I you know what? Okay, so first of all, I'll just say that it is superbly done, like Lord of the Rings level quality. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at the budget that they have and how well they've done everything. The lighting is incredible. The acting is fantastic. The music's good. I mean, honestly, like there's so many things about it that I'm just I'm stunned visually. If that makes sense. Yeah, I am super intrigued in the story and the fantasy aspect of it. Again, just like you, I've never played the Witcher game, so I have no backstory except that, you know, I know that it's something I would enjoy. It's nerdy. Hey, let's have fun. (laughs) I actually thought the first two thirds of the first episode was pretty slow and it was kind of confusing. There wasn't a whole lot of what was going on. Like, who is this? What's happening? They do introduce you to a certain character besides the Witcher and you start to. Well, I'll just I'll say it's a princess. She becomes, well, so I thought, a main character. And then uh, the queen was awesome, by the way. So the queen of this, mm-hmm. this is where I was confused. is because they're, they're introducing all of these different people all at once. And I'm just like, what is going on? Who's who? And so you've got the queen. And I'm like, she looks so familiar to me. And I realized that it's Jodie May. She played Alice, Cora's sister in Last of the Mohicans. That she had movie. to be really young. Oh, she was probably like 17 or 18 in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that crazy? I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen her since then. Oh, wow. <laughs> she did a great job as a queen. So yeah. anyway, the princess, her daughter, uh, or I guess that she's her granddaughter, right? That confused yeah, me gran- too. Granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. So she's like the grandmother and Siri. I'm like, You're, there's no way you guys are that far apart in age. So there must be like a, you don't age. No, actually it could be because uh, the actress herself is uh, 44 or so. In yeah, real life, she's just only a year or so older than me. And uh, and the actress who plays her, her granddaughter is 18 in real life. Um, that would be almost impossible to have her as a granddaughter. I mean, oh, I guess it's possible, but it would be very almost impossible. <laughs> You're right. I was thinking daughter. You're right. Yeah, the daughter makes sense, but granddaughter, <laughs> I was like, but it is. It's her granddaughter. So I'm thinking, does yeah, this race age slower? I mean, they didn't explain well, any of she, that. But, but Siri does look a lot younger than the actress actually is. She looks like she's like 14. No, so, but no, I, I, but even I thought then. she looked like she was about 18. But, really? but anyway, okay. my point is, is that the queen looks young and the daughter looks not that young and or the granddaughter. So I'm thinking, I'm just wondering if maybe there's something about that race where they just age slower, kind of like elves. But I don't know. This is what I didn't really understand because it just didn't make much sense to me. So. At first, I was like, this is weird. Okay. And then the last third of episode one, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. What just happened? Then I get mm-hmm. to episode two and they introduce a whole nother character, Yennefer. And yeah. I'm like, what? Where did the princess go? And then they like kind of touched on her and then they started doing all this other stuff. And then I'm like, what is going on? And then the They're witchers jumping around. T- yeah, the witchers in a totally different location and he's interacting with a totally different group of people. And I'm like, 
I am so confused right now. And then there was this weird forest scene with this girl and then there's not. And then I, it, so for me, like the first two episodes were, I was lost, but it was a good lost. And then the third episode. Yeah. I I've struggled getting through the third episode, um, huh. which is why it's taken me so long to watch. Not because it's not interesting, but it's because I don't know what's going on. And so I don't know what I'm watching. And so I'm okay. just not invested. So I yeah. almost need to go back and like, I mean, maybe I'm wondering, is it worth going back and rewatching episodes one and two just to see if I can figure out what's going on? Um, I don't know I, why I, I didn't get it. I'm just confused. I think I'm going to rewatch them eventually someday after I watch. And, and then I think it's, it feels like this show feel really feels like one of those shows where as you're seeing it the first time you you're thinking, I bet if I watch this again, I'll catch stuff I missed. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Oh yeah, I may. I don't think do it's as. Con- I don't. I don't feel like it's as confusing as you as as it was for you, for me at least. Okay. But I could see why you were confused because they do jump around a lot. They throw a lot of lore at you that makes the show feel a lot richer. Yeah, but at the at the cost of possibly confusing half your audience. So, but see, that's exactly what happened with the Expanse season one. Is the first four episodes of the Expanse season one, I was like, what the heck is going on, and who's this, <laughs> and who's that. You know, and how many times have they said, though, that, you know, a good story? I mean, shoot, Garrett Wong said this, you know, in episode two of The Real Brian Show, or was one of the bonus episodes. He said that the reason Star Trek Voyager did not do as well as The Next Generation is because they had nine main characters versus six. Mm. And so when you start introducing too many people, you lose most of the audience. And that's what's going on with The Witcher. And that's what they did in, in The Expanse. It wasn't until episode five of The Expanse that they start to narrow it down on a few select characters. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're hooked. And I, I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing here that there's probably three main characters based on like the, the promotional posters. It's The Witcher, it's Yennefer, and it's The Princess. So I've seen... I and don't there's know. a bunch of people rotating around, uh, you know, orbiting around them. Exactly. Yeah. But, and as of right now in episode three, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but I may go back, just kind of refresh, see what's going on, see where we're going and see if I can figure it out because I have heard that the show develops and ends very well. Cool. I only yeah. have one weird complaint is that, you know, think of Lord of the Rings and think of the language that they all spoke and how not just Elvish, but just in general, like their dialects. Very similar here. And most of the show is very much them just speaking almost in like an old style. It's really cool though. It's very, very appropriate for the actual story. The only thing is that once in a while you see this like over the top cussing. I mean like <laughs> F words and MF, you know, and I'm just like, what? And it makes no sense at all. It is completely out of place for the actual like world that they've created. It's, huh, it's, yeah. it's bizarre to me. And I'm just like, that yeah. is so weird. So that's one thing that is not a complaint of language as much as it is a complaint of like, it doesn't fit. So yeah, whatever. right. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. But you know, I've heard from a lot of people that it's great and it's worth watching. So something to check out now. Um, Lost in space season two. Very excited. I kind of went back and did a refresher of season one since that's been almost two years ago already. Holy cow. Well, I guess it's been a year and a half, Dude. but close to two years. So did a great refresher. You know, I went on and did some like recaps on YouTube and stuff like that. And then I kind of skipped through each episode very briefly, you know, like, okay, yep. I remember that like literally skipping through the entire Uh, season in about an hour. Okay. Just to kind of like, oh, yep, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that character. I remember why they were there. That kind of thing just helped me. So it was almost like a scan. And I started watching episode one of season two and I'm only about halfway through. But so far, great. Love it. Good. I, I can't wait. Well. I haven't, I haven't touched it yet, but that's because I'm watching too many other things right now. So I know. And that's my problem. I will too. be watching lost in space. Well, yeah. And that's like, I think my two shows right now are lost in space and, and uh, Witcher. And that's probably it until I can right, get so, through those. And now that Mandalorian's over for a while, I can, you know, I'm, I'm doing Witcher and I want to briefly mention, I remember, remember when we uh, reviewed Ford V Ferrari a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, Netflix has a documentary now done by Adam Carolla. Yes, that oh, Adam Carolla. Yeah. About uh, Shelby American, about Carol Shelby. And it's like a two-hour documentary, and it's really good. I mean, it's fascinating. What was interesting about it was that comparing it to the movie, what the movie got accurate was everything about, or almost everything about the Le Mans race that they were in, uh, the big one at the end, 
and then what happened afterwards with Christian Bale's character. That was all true history. Everything that happened before that, the movie kind of really oversimplified. So it's still a fantastic movie. But that documentary, it's not like it's not like a Braveheart situation where Braveheart was completely, totally irreparably different from history. It was a nice documentary to complement the movie because you get to learn all the the details of how that whole Ford v Ferrari thing originated and developed and how Shelby was involved in it and how he started his company and how it grew into this big success and and that continues today even and and how he survived a heart condition decades after they said he was going to die and you know got a heart mm-hmm. transplant and everything it's just a really good documentary so if you have a chance Sweet. go watch that okay yeah i appreciate that unplanned review no we'll check it out because that's you know going along with it it's nice to see kind of the, the true history behind it yeah the last two episodes of the mandalorian i thought were great i thought they did a really good job they ended the season well i have spoken you got to you get to hear his actual name oh and the mandalorian reveals his name and maybe <laughs> another little thing that they might reveal we'll see interestingly <laughs> enough the soundtrack you know, I've complained about that. It was actually better in the last two episodes. Somehow it's, it's the usage of it. The timing of it was better. Whereas I felt like the music was just oddly out of place through most of the first few episodes. And so I think they did a better job with this one of, Hey, that actually belongs there. That's good. All I'm going to say is force choke. Holy crap. That's awesome. (laughs) The ending of episode seven was wow. I can't believe they did that. I was blown away. How has no one in this entire series ever heard of or seen Yoda? Good question. I think the way they justify that in the lore is that, you know, Yoda was well known as part of the Jedi circle during the Republic days, you know, the prequel days. True. But then when he went into hiding and I mean, even, even by the time Luke was of age, 18 years after the, the clone wars ended or whatever, whatever 20, they, uh, after that. Okay. 20 years after the, around there, after yeah. the end of, of uh, episode three, by then the Jedi were already a legend. Like nobody True. really even thought much of them anymore. And I think that's because the empire had, you know, the empire having taken over the whole galaxy or whatnot has suppressed that knowledge and whatnot. True. Yoda went into hiding I don't think that even when the Jedi were a big thing, people probably didn't really know who Yoda was. They weren't celebrities, you know? They just weren't celebrities. They were there. They were protectors. They were fairly ubiquitous. There were a lot of them, but they weren't in front of everybody all the time. Yeah, Yoda was, though. I think everybody knew who he was, but you're right because I was saying that it was about 50 years had gone by between, you know, Yoda and the Clone Wars and Kamino, you know, the whole cloning thing, which I still think Mm -hmm. he's a clone, and also the Mandalorian. So about 50 years, right? So you're right. When Yoda went into exile into hiding, that was approximately 40 to 45 years ago. I get it. So I I'm thinking in real life, 40, 45 years ago, when was that? So we're, we're 2020 now. So that would have been 1980 to 75 to 80 mm-hmm. history still documented stuff. You still know who people well, are. So, but that's because we're a celebrity based culture. Well, okay, I get it. But at the same and you're right. I I think you're right. The Empire, I think you said it well. The Empire did suppress the Jedi knowledge and tried to wipe away as much of the Republic as possible. But there have to be some people that at least said, oh, yeah, I've I've, I've heard of that race. I remember this this little green thing, you know. Yeah, I'm sure there are in that universe. Yeah. And they're just not on the show. (laughs) I just think (laughs) that's so weird. The the few people on the show that they're dealing with, the very concentrated, the very focused group of people that the show follows have no idea what that little thing is. Yeah. Oh, I think it's hilarious that stormtroopers still can't hit crap. Yeah. And uh, like Cobra. Yeah. There was a vibro blade in there that, um, yeah, I'm just going to throw that one out by the way. That's that's different than a lightsaber, but vibro blade. So overall I enjoyed the season. It was not perfect nor amazing, but going along with our discussion about preconceived, you know, expectations and stuff like that. I expected because this was Disney's first show and flagship show for Disney plus, I expected this to just be, you know, beyond amazing and spectacular. And that's my own fault for going into that with that expectation. So if I would have taken that out of the equation, I'd love the show. I think it's still a great show and it's still worth watching one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there you go. That's my thought. What's yours? Well, the last two episodes were phenomenal. They really, this is where the whole preconception argument comes in because 
I went into it like I do with everything Star Wars going, okay, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. It's Star Wars. I want this to be good. And then the first three episodes is like, okay, this is pretty good. I'm okay with it so far. Then episode four just completely disenfranchised me. It's like, what are you doing? And then episode five was like, well, it's not that much better. Episode six, eh, maybe a little bit better. Not, I mean, I mean, they, they, it was still just very, where is this going? What, regardless of what you thought of the episodes, you, it wasn't really going anywhere. And then in episode seven and eight, boy, did it go somewhere. They, they ended that season very, very strong, in my opinion. And, I, and because of the last two episodes, I just completely went, oh, I was just elated uh, when I saw episode seven and then eight. I almost and, feel like they could have done the show in five episodes total. Right. Like, like one. Yeah. Not even one, two, three, no, they seven, eight. Done, they could have combined one and two. So they could have combined one and two, done three and then seven and eight. So they could have done four. Okay. Really? Okay. Because the rest of the show, I mean, even though it was fun, the story was told in four episodes. Yeah, you're right. I, because of episode seven and eight, I really look forward to the next season. So yeah, me too. now in between, I'm probably going to cancel my Disney plus account because I have no use for the rest of what's on there personally. But once episode, once season two starts up, I'll be coming back. Believe Booyah. me. That's all we have for you today. So join us on Monday. Is that, Make sure. Is that man. all? That's it. I mean, this seems like so much, but join There's us on else? Monday. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but join us Monday, please, please. If you want to hear about now, if you've not seen the new Star Wars movie, come back to that episode. But if you've seen it, join us Monday. Total spoiler discussion with Kryptonite on Star Wars. We'll get deep into it as much as we you know possibly can, and we'll have a good time and and yeah, and otherwise, like I said, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on so many things, you know, go back and enjoy, but TRB at realbryanshow.com. You can catch us on social media as well. Realbryanshow.com. Just, I mean, honestly, that's the easiest place to go. It has everything there. You can contact us. All the links and everything are on there. Show notes. And of course, if you uh, have not had a chance to check out what we're doing on Patreon and, you know, help out with the show a little bit, support the show, please go there. Patreon.com slash realbryanshow and you can you know, jump on board and become a, uh, not only a contributor, but you basically become like a superhero kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I guess it kind of is that hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. So I'm totally forgetting something, aren't I? Wait, deep thoughts with captain influence. If I end up drowning to death, I want to drown in a sea of banana smoothie. At least I would die fat and happy. Well, you know what the music means. Mm, music yeah banana smoothies mm. well that was fun yeah it was it was fun and i know what i'm doing right after we get done yep lost in space drowning in banana smoothies oh yeah and grand theft auto 5 all right well hey <laughs> it's gonna <have> time. <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us we appreciate it have a wonderful week the real brian show signing off the real brian show is a production of 514 media at 514mediaempire.com